Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hello, it is December 22nd. I am giving you an urgent flash news report. We were not planning on doing a podcast today, but our staff reporter, yes, we have one staff reporter, uh, Janet, Janet came out with this information and she was about to publish this on our main website. Actually, these are just the talking points and she's making the article now. This urgent breaking news is all about the Paytech Protection Program. And as we discussed yesterday and as we have discussed, I mean, <laughs> endlessly earlier this year, the Paycheck Protection Program is something that every single real estate agent um, in the United States, at least, needs to be considering taking advantage of. And the way the program works is quite simple. Um, and I'm going to read you all the details now. But what matters most is that you're urgent because so many of you last year, when Julie and I started telling you about these new programs, really uh, in earnest in March and April, you didn't pay attention. You waited too long. You thought about it. You analyzed it. You questioned it. You were getting mixed information. You were basically filling your head full of you know Mickey Mouse and you didn't take action and the program closed. And then they did uh, the release of the program again. And then guess what happened? Because you then were just taking it seriously and getting your paperwork in. You missed that opportunity as well. So don't do it this don't do it for a third time. <laughs> no. For the thousands of you who listened to us um, back when we originally told you to consider taking out a paycheck protection loan, you have an advantage this go this go around as well. Um, so I'm gonna read you the details now and then we'll discuss these things a little bit. And again, this is a flash news report, not a normal Tim and Julie Harris real estate coaching podcast. All right, here's what we got. Key high highlights, the new Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, runs through March 31st. This is the second cash infusion. You can get PPP relief aid in this uh, in this second round. This is all we know so far. Like I said, these are just her notes, but I mean, I'm going to read these to you raw because you guys need this information to get ahead of the line. And there literally is a line and you do definitely want to get ahead of it and read or listen and I'll tell you how to do it. The Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, is back for another go. This revived PPP runs through March 31st. If you applied to receive PPP in the first go around, you can apply and hopefully receive money again. So that part really matters. So if you've gotten it before, and this is what Julie, this is um, what how the banks always operate, right? So this is not, um, I don't think this is too ahead of our skis with uh, the conjecture here. But if you've actually been approved and had a distribution from PPP in the first go around, the bank already has all your information. And what they're going to do most likely is because they get paid a commission for doing these loans from the government. They're going to uh, go to everyone who's applied for a loan first, who's gotten the loan approved, and they're going to ask you to update uh, your PPP loan information probably on one form and then you'll get another round of PPP. So this is something you definitely want to consider because remember a PPP loan from the SBA is not a, uh, you're not personally signing for it. And it, the loan is almost, if you follow very simple rules, they're, the loans are forgiven. And we're going to discuss the rules here in a second. So make sure you've got your pencil sharp as you take notes. And do share this podcast with every single real estate agent you know, because for most agents, this is going to be um, essentially money from the government that they're not going to have to pay back. Um, again, we're not suggesting you uh, you have to actually have filed taxes last year. You're going to have to fill out um, a, a couple simple forms. And then once you're approved, basically the money is uh, distributed directly into your checking account or your business account. All right. So the PPP 
package contains $285 billion to receive small businesses for additional loans, even to businesses that receive PP loans before, as well as to first-time business applicants. But I'm giving you my opinion here that I think they're going to give preference to the people who have already received loans because it's less work for the lenders. And the lenders, too, are in a race to basically uh, get as many applications in because once the money has been completely distributed, the lenders won't be able to uh, essentially give those PPP loans out and they won't be able to make the commission. So it makes sense to me they're going to go after the people that gives them give them the least amount of work to do to get the loans done. Here are the specifics we know at this point. Runs through March 31st, as I just said. Program reopened to businesses have already received help plus new small business applicants. Loans are tax-free. Loans guaranteed, guaranteed by the SBA, uh, but made by banks and other lenders. Okay, so these are guaranteed by the SBA, and I'm going to get into the weeds here in a second on how, you know, we foreshadowed this yesterday about how to, uh, if you have not applied yet, we're going to tell you what to do. SBA spokesman, next round of PPP to be launched as quickly as possible. I suspect, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it next week before um, the new year, but most likely it'll be the beginning of January. Funds can be used for uh, payroll, rent, utilities, plus supplies from vendors, protective equipment for their staff, or to fix property damage. Now, the way, if I understand correctly, I'm not an expert at this, um, and you know, if you want a, an expert, talk to your accountant, but the way I understand it is you, in essence, have to, I think it's used 75% of your PPP loan for payroll, and that includes your payroll. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. You might not be on payroll. You might be an independent contractor who's paying yourself directly, and there is no like corporate payroll, that kind of thing. You've, you're just you know an independent contractor. Um, you can still use this. So this program was designed for people that are gig workers, people that are driving for Uber, people that are in any kind of small business, again, even unincorporated small businesses. So how do you calculate your payroll? I don't remember the exact formula, but I think what they do is they take the average for six months and they multiply that times two, uh, two and a half times. Oh, look, I'm reading my notes and there it is. I'll get to it in a second. All right. So, and I was right. So must have, okay, you must have uh, fewer than uh, 300 employees and have had a 25% drop in sales from one year earlier in at least one quarter to qualify for a loan up to 2 million. Now, none of you probably are going to be worrying about a loan up to 2 million. So let's not even worry about that. Borrowers limited to two and a half times their payroll. Only hotels and food service businesses eligible for three and a half times payroll. Okay. So there it is. So if you determine that your payroll last year was $50,000, right? On average, you paid yourself $4,000 a month. You earned $4,000 a month in your net income. Not So that would be like, for example, if you sold, I know this is oversimplification, but bear with me. You sold 12 houses. Each house was worth $4,000. Your profit on each of those sales, hopefully, I doubt it, but hopefully was around $2,000 each. So you're going to take two and a half times your average payroll. For that particular scenario, it's not a huge amount of money, but it is, again, loans that convert to grants and a grant you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay back. You just have to validate that you used your uh, PPP loan uh, in the form of payroll, um, and that's that'll be it. So in my particular scenario, that would be what? Uh, four times two and a half. So it'd be a $10,000 loan that turns into a grant. Again, I'm not an expert at this, but if I remember correctly, that's how it works. Uh, publicly traded companies are ineligible for these funds. Most active lenders in the first round include Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Cross River Bank, and Wells Fargo. So, if you haven't exist, if you're never, if you've not, a, well, look, let's um, take this a step back. Even if you've gotten a PPP loan before, um, I wouldn't assume that the bank is going to reach out to you. I would, and I'm Julie and I and our uh, staff uh, writer is going to keep on top of the story, and we'll give you more flash news reports even on Christmas Day. If there's more information that comes out, we're going to tell you. But 
I am assuming that the lender is going to make it so that the people that have received loans before are going to be offered um, another loan first. I'm assuming that's true just because the loans are going to be, once they're given out, the lenders won't have any more money to loan and they want to make their commission. So I'm 99% sure that's true. But even if um, that is true, there might be an added process that where you have to go to uh, a reapply. And if that's the case, we're going to tell you, uh, but just keep in mind, if you've gotten a PPP loan before, um, definitely dust off the email of who you got it from and get ready to apply again. The last go around, the easiest application process was actually through PayPal, of all things. And some of the worst experiences were through the big banks, because what the big banks did is they went to their big customers, who they then could make the biggest loans to, who then they could make the biggest commissions from, right? I mean, they're banks, they're businesses, that's what they're going to do. And that's the reason a lot of small businesses were left hanging in the weeds. That, and truthfully, they weren't urgent enough in applying for these loans. So what these big banks did is they had big bank customers who would apply who would qualify for these big you know ppp loans and the big bank said well let's go to those guys first and if we can lend you know one business out say three million dollars and we can make our whatever commission is on that that's a hell of a lot easier than going to you know a thousand different small businesses and giving out the the loans so in in a lot of cases you're going to have to go to your local and so if you've not applied before the advice we gave you months ago eight months ago was the same advice we're giving to you now go to your local bank and generally speaking, all banks are doing these loans, um, but the big banks are obviously going to be most involved in it. And then ask them um, what their process is for receiving or for applying for new PPP loans. And that's if you've not actually applied before. But the other move I would make is I would go right to PayPal, set up an account, and I would definitely consider just applying directly through PayPal. That's probably going to be the easy button. It was the last go around. All right. So allows business owners who receive loans in the first round to claim deductions for expenses they paid for the loan proceeds. Which is interesting. So that's actually a fascinating thing. <laughs> actually, now I'm thinking about this. This is the first time I've read it. So what they're allowing you to do is you got a loan that eventually turned into a grant that was free money. And then you went and bought equipment for your business or paid a lease for your business. And now you're able to write that inc- that money off that was actually essentially a grant or free money. You're able to write that off from your taxes as if it was a business expense. That's fascinating. I don't quite understand that accounting, but that is interesting. So they're allowing you to essentially uh, get two benefits from the program. They're allowing you to take to get the money that t- will inevitably turn into a grant that you don't have to repay. You get that money, and then they're allowing you to deduct that amount of money as if it were a business expense from your taxes. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, last point. Loans may become grants if and when the program uh, recipient is in compliance with all regular requirements and reporting documentation thoroughly and completely. And that is as we – let me see it. Julie actually printed this out for all of you guys yesterday. And I want to make sure I tell you the cro- proper form. It's right here. So the form is Paycheck Protection Program PPP Loan Forgiveness Application Form. 3508S. All right, so just Google that. So it's uh, PPP Loan Forgiveness Application Form 3508S. And as I look at this, um, this is just basically a bunch of initials where you're verifying what you did. And it's not something that any of you uh, shouldn't uh, or should be afraid of. It's something that all of you should be seriously doing. So look, guys, we can banter about and we can discuss whether or not taking advantage of this program is you know, the right thing to do, the wrong thing to do. And as we expressed 
uh, back in February and March, in our opinion, is the absolute important, critical, smart thing to do. And the reason is, is because like eminent domain, and this, in our opinion, when the government shut all of America down, shut all these businesses down, and a lot of these businesses, these small businesses are start, still reeling, and they're going to for years. You don't just snap back from the, you know, essentially having the world just essentially shut down and all businesses losing cash flow for as long as they did. And remember, just because the government stepped in with these PPP loans, um, it did help, obviously, a lot of folks, but and you know, small business owners. But at the same time, there were millions that were left out in the wind. So, you know, the, the the simple sad fact is the government came in and basically told you to shut your business down and essentially effectively uh, put you out of business or at least put a serious financial hardship on your business. That is what happened. And in our opinion, that is similar to, and this is, I'm giving you this, guys, so that any of you who are wrestling with the idea that taking money uh, through this program is somehow morally wrong, right? I'm trying to give you a little bit of maybe a different stance on it. So if the government had come in, your local state government had come in and said they're going to take your backyard and they're going to you know put a road there, they're going to eminent domain, right? They're going to effectively go through the legal process of claiming your property for the betterment of you know essentially the community, right? The city, the state, the neighbors, whatever. They could that happens all the time with uh, farmland when they're putting up power lines and well power lines generally speaking are on long term leases but you guys get the gist of it you understand hopefully because ninety nine percent of you are real estate professionals what eminent domain is well effectively that falls in under the constitution and something called the takings clause and I don't remember the specific number but if you Google it it's called the takings clause and what the takings clause in essence says what the government takes it must pay for and so the government took the livelihood from millions and millions of people and it must pay for it. Um, now, did the government have to come out with these, uh, these, I think, very aggressive and perfectly timed, if you want to know the truth, and Julie and I are small, are small uh, government types. Um, they did it perfectly the first go around. It looks to me like they're going to emulate most much of the um, success of the first program and help a lot of people out. Now, there's again, there's a lot of you know consternation from people that are said, well, those small businesses weren't prepared for any kind of setback, and they you know they should fail anyway. They should you know fail so new businesses can grow. I don't agree with any of that. Honestly, it doesn't make any sense. Those people did not fail from their incompetence, or those businesses are not suffering now because of mistakes that they made. They're not. They're, those businesses are suffering now, and those per- people and those families over Christmas, think about this, are suffering because of the fact that the government essentially took their livelihoods away. Those people should be compensated for that, just as if it were eminent domain. Again, I, we had some interesting, I would call them debates um, earlier on in the spring, uh, late uh, winter about this very subject uh, where a lot of people were really offended that we were telling people to take advantage of these PPP loans. But, you know, over time, the voices and the, of thanks and praise for all of you who did listen to us and did take out these loans that turned into grants and that and those financial lifelines, those you know, the, that money from the PPP did provide you a lifeline, did keep you in business, did set you up so that you could weather the three or four month financial storm of little or no income and did make it so that you could come roaring back. So the moral of the story here is, based on the hysterical facts from the last 12 months, every single one of you should apply for these loans. Every single one of you will qualify for these loans. Based on the requirements, remember what I said? 
must have fewer than 300 employees, a 25% drop in sales from one year earlier of at least one quarter to qualify for a loan up to 2 million. Well, I mean, for, the, for that's for up to 2 million, but all of you will just basically have to substantiate that you had a decrease in income, which all of you obviously did either second, well, really could have been first or second quarter, some of you even third. So there you go. Stay tuned, guys. This isn't going to be a long-winded podcast because this is our Christmas holiday. But I couldn't sit on this information. I wanted all of you to have it urgently. We are As soon as I know how to apply for the loan, as soon as Julie and I have more information, we're going to share it with you. But right now, please pay very close attention to our podcast and what we're saying to you because what matters most is you're first in line, right? It does. It matters most that you're letting your bank know that you want a PPP loan. It matters most that if you had a PPP loan before, um, you reapply if that's necessary. At the very least, you rattle the cage of your lender and say, I want another PPP loan. That might be a good thing for you to do now. By the way, that might be your homework from today's podcast. So in the meantime, please do consider texting 2021 to 855 685-1045. And when you do, we're going to give you your 2021 fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. So go ahead and text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back um, a fill-in-the-blank uh, business plan, which we've been using for years. And we uh, modify and update every year. It's called the Real Estate Treasure Map. You can buy this on Amazon, but I would suggest you don't. Just get the book for free. And that's the Real Estate Treasure Map, not our you know best-selling book, Harris Rules. The Harris Rules is never going to be for free. And that, too, is available on uh, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and everywhere else. But uh, the PPP – I'm sorry, the PPP. Listen, I've got PPP on the brain, don't I? The um, – the business plan, the real estate treasure map, just text 2021 to 855-685-1045. I really am excited, as you can probably tell, about the PPP loan. And I'll tell you why. Because a lot of you are going to have leaner months uh, as we roll into next year. It's just the nature of a vast majority of agents that they're ill-prepared uh, through the winter. And this is going to give you a financial lifeline. Talk about perfect timing for real estate professionals. It's crazy. So do pay attention to this podcast. We're going to be giving you the best of breed information the second it becomes available. In the meantime, you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Um, and we are going to uh, probably do our predictions article for 2021 uh, next week. I do have a very special um, interview that we're going to be doing tomorrow. Julie and I, as a lot of you guys know, live in Puerto Rico, and one of our dear friends, Gene Frederick, lives in Puerto Rico as well. He lives in a different uh, community, and we're going to be driving to his community tomorrow, and we're going to be doing an interview with him. Those of you who don't know who Gene Frederick is, I think personally in the real estate industry, he is probably, hmm, I'd say in my opinion, he's one of the top five most influential people in the real estate industry. And I mean influential in, this, in the way that matters, and we're going to be explaining that tomorrow. Uh, so do uh, do take the time and tune in, uh, listen tomorrow, and the podcast is probably going to be an hour, maybe an hour, maybe even two hours, depends, depending on what he and I get to talking about. So be prepared. In the meantime, your homework is definitely to get ready for your PPP application, and if you've not purchased our book, Harris Rules, yet, do consider doing that. It's available on Audible. There's over 425 five-star reviews now for the book, so do please pick that up. It is the perfect Christmas gift for yourself or that real estate professional in your life. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.